Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action right now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes using the code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. You can feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, and assist means so much more with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy lineup. Baseball fans, you may have missed out on a season-long fantasy, so now is the time to get in on all the Daily Fantasy action where DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So, what are you waiting for? Head to the app right now. Download the DraftKings app now and use the code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And now, on with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Quack Report. Did you miss us? <laughs> We're back. Let's go. Oh, shit. Wait, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I forgot about that. Just keep talking. Okay. Uh, yeah, we uh, we took last week off, or I guess last episode off for the weekend just over Easter. So I know I had a good Easter. Uh, I don't know how Nate's Easter was. I'll ask him whenever he gets back. I hope that you guys had a good Easter, um, got lots of food, got to see your family, whatever that may look like for you. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> what a disaster! Spoke right out of my mouth there. <laughs> Happy birthday, motherfucker! Or I guess late birthday at this point, but oh, I was thank you. I was just saying, hey, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I was doing it for your birthday because it was your birthday on Saturday. It was. It was. Yeah, thank you. And uh, you look like you have you. Are you wearing a birthday uh, birthday present right now? I am. Yeah, I got some nice. new threads from. Um, from an all right, an all right friend, I guess they're, they're pretty right cool. Friend, I guess yeah. get me a jersey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was from you, obviously. Uh, same same one you got the 25th anniversary Ducks jersey. So, repping that one. It'll, it'll probably make its way onto the wall eventually. A nice backdrop. Um, but I'll wear it every once in a while, of course. There you go. Like today too. Um, maybe we'll even match one time. Might have to match on Sunday. It'll be like the the debut, I guess. Unless yeah, you're watching this on uh, YouTube, then you're watching it right now, or you're seeing it right now. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I was uh, I was talking about Easter just as you were gone. Um, I know that my Easter was good. I said I hope everyone else has a good Easter, but I don't know how your Easter was. So why don't was you tell me? Good. Everyone else? I got to I got to see a couple members of the family, which was nice, and uh, saw my dad. And just before he went for some uh, just some minor heart surgery, he's all good and everything like that, and everything worked out That's well. Good. So. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was nice to see him before he went in for that. Finally, I think it's been, it's been about a year and a half and I think he was supposed to get the mm-hmm. surgery done about a year ago, but just things with 
COVID and everything like that kept pushing it. So glad that he finally got that uh, got that done. So um, yeah, but, for sure. Yeah, other than that, it was a it was a pretty good Easter. I'd say it was a I I purposely took a couple of days off from school stuff as well. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you didn't see us really tweeting on the Quack Report much, that's why I was just kind of taking a break from everything for just a couple of days, even and. Yeah, um, but it's happened every yeah. once in a while. So yeah, I definitely needed a just a little bit of a break with a lot a lot going on. It is the end of the semester and everything like that. So yeah, yeah, for but sure. I think the, I'm I think I'm finally caught up at like a decent level. I can finish everything and not feel frantic about it. Yeah, that's good. Um, I I don't want to rub it in or anything, but <laughs> I I really only have two things left to do. I had an assignment due at five p.m. today, Wednesday. So I guess yesterday, Ooh, if you're listening yep. to this, um, and yeah, I have an exam tomorrow afternoon and thursday afternoon and then one like next friday and that's it nice so i like it yeah it's awesome nice easy way to end off the semester i got a test a like a three-page paper that's worth like 10 percent that's doable and i guess there's like a verbal or like an oral final i guess um with one uh with one of my classes but it's like what is that french class uh no new new media actually (laughs) okay that's the only time Um, i've I've ever had an oral exam so yeah but uh yeah so it's 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 gonna be like 10 minutes or something like that he's gonna ask a couple questions basically or show if like do like a screen share and just say like okay do this for me in photoshop or that sort of thing so should be all right Hmm. but yeah interesting yeah i mean i guess it makes sense when you explain it but it's yeah (laughs) it's just different so yeah for sure but yeah, no, I'm finally all caught up in that. It was like 30% of my grade for that class was building like a website from scratch, which mm-hmm. luckily it wasn't a hundred percent just on coding because we know I suck <laughs> at coding and I could never pick it up. Yeah. And, uh, but it, there was kind of just like ways around it. We were using Dreamweaver, And so you can, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be in the code, but you have access to the code as well if you need to. And, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But yeah, it was like a website and a video as well that was all due on Tuesday at the same time for like 30% of my grade. And I was just like, holy crap. So <laughs> it was uh, it was definitely a few hours spent. So Nice. But, well, now that you've taken that class, we can get a, the Quack Report website up filled with merch and then you can, you can edit all the videos now. I'm yeah, exactly. tapping out. <laughs> Uh, I am hoping with the Photoshop stuff though, like I, it's definitely gotten better and I can mm-hmm. just do more things, whether it is just like graphics for us or yeah, even t-shirt design to that. I know we keep saying we want to get merch done. I'm just trying to find a moment to be able to yeah. season three. focus on it. So. <laughs> we'll start season three with merch. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Three, three years into it, we finally get merch, but yeah. Oh, but, well, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, we got a uh, we got some ducks games to catch up on here. Um, so, do you just want to hop into that then? Sure, let's do it. Alrighty. So, yeah, three games here: uh, two against Arizona, one against San Jose. Uh, we'll just kind of breeze over the first Arizona one. That was a four-two loss. That was back what last Wednesday or last Thursday? Uh, I think it was last Thursday, right? Last Friday. Last Friday. Was the, the first uh, it's Arizona okay. I'm, okay. Yeah, it's okay. I'm confused with all my days as well. Oh, I guess so. it is already Wednesday. So yeah, it is. This is it's almost been a week. Yeah, it's uh, 
it's confusing. Um, yeah. yeah, not really a whole lot to talk about in that one. Um, I'm trying to remember even exactly what happened. Oh, was that was that Volk, Volkov's first game, or was that the second I, one? I believe that was it because the game before that was that Colorado game. Right. So yeah. yeah, I think that was the first. Yeah, that was the first Volkov game. Oh, okay. So then there. Yeah, we can definitely talk about that because that was. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. I mean, he scored in his Ducks debut there. Not his NHL debut. He did have a few games with uh, Tampa Bay there. But he opened the scoring for the Ducks on, uh, well, he, he had a couple chances had at first. Him and Com- Comtois were really, like, all over the place in that first mm-hmm. period. Eventually, they found one off of kind of a, a weird bounce. But, um, yeah, that looked like a really great, like, forward pairing, I thought, was Comtois and Volkov. And it looked like he really wanted to be here, too. Yeah, it does. And I mean, you know, considering where he was before getting traded to us in Tampa Bay there, uh, I don't think there's a whole lot of wiggle room to be able to get onto that roster. It's a pretty full roster stacked, a lot of good guys on it, right? So this is kind of a team that, you know, if you're trying to find a spot, it's kind of open season right now, honestly, with this club. So he had a good chance there. And he he definitely took advantage of it within that first game, I would say. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I don't remember if he was on the roster even actually the last last night. Um, uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he's appeared he in. He, he was in that second Arizona game and against San Jose, but held okay, off perfect. the score sheet in both. Um, two shots against San Jose, but that's yeah. about it since his uh, single goal in that first game against Arizona there. Yeah, at least in that first game, he was noticeable. Um, yeah, definitely. The, the uh, second Arizona game and the San Jose one, I was just like kind of paying enough attention, but I, I was trying to work on some other stuff and, mm-hmm. um, and whatnot. But I, I was watching at least like the, the recaps and everything like that, just to kind of refresh myself. And mm-hmm. he was definitely more, um, noticeable, I'd say during that first game, but, uh, definitely, yeah. no, still, a, still a presence on the ice, I would say at least. So which, yeah. that's saying something as well, because there's, I don't know, it's been kind of waves of just different guys being noticeable and absolutely doing nothing throughout mm-hmm. the, like the entire season so yeah yeah exactly so he fits right in yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no I, I thought he's looked good like nothing to complain about really um one goal in your debut that at least you know gets you a few extra games to see what you can do yeah um you get a little bit longer of a look that way but um but yeah, nothing really too notable in the other two so um he has played 31 uh nhl games um basically all but three with tampa bay uh four goals three assists seven points um, and this season, 22 games, uh, four goals, two assists, and six points. He did also play a little bit in the playoffs last year for Tampa. I think like right in the finals, he played okay. a couple games. But but yeah, so I mean, he's a, he can have an impact on the game. Um, he's not a huge guy. He's not going to be your, our top line like right winger. Um, mm-hmm. But he's at least going to, I think, fit into like a bottom six role. He's going to be that guy to to come in every once in a while or or even maybe just be consistent on the fourth line. So, Yeah, he's a depth guy. And really, I think this entire lineup is almost open season at this point, right? Yeah. Just with, you know, guys have just been moved around in general, right? Whether it just be up and down the lineup, going to taxi squad and coming off of it, getting sent down to the minors and coming back up, right? Like mm-hmm. it's happened to almost everybody to an extent in some way or another, like yeah. even Adam Henrique got put on waivers just what in February, right? Like yeah. 
it's open season basically this team and i think it's going to be for the next couple of years honestly until it's a lot more solidified into yeah. what exactly is going to be going on with this team mm. i think that's still kind of the question mark up in the air unfortunately sure. so. yeah i mean hopefully it doesn't take two years to figure out what our roster is going to look like but uh or at least yeah. it calms down a little bit from from this season because like you said pretty much everybody's been on waivers or sent down or scratched for some point throughout this season um, yeah. and hopefully we don't see that kind of revolving door uh, as much next season obviously it's going to happen a little bit but uh, yeah, hopefully we have kind of the staples of the lineup like you know you got at least your top two hopefully three lines figured out your top and two you deep pairings figured out the, and the bottom or, switches in and, and all that stuff yeah uh just in case anybody is wondering we will be getting to that uh wait or no i guess not waiver but that send down that reassignment oh it's coming yeah it's coming just well, well, yeah just in case just, people are wondering just chill just chill a little bit <laughs> <Just chill. laughs> um last thing about volkov here um because i don't think we really talked about the trade like we might have mentioned it but i don't remember doing i think we it, just so. mentioned it in passing yeah so. but um just in case you're wondering who the hell this guy is and where he came from he came from tampa bay um we traded him a couple weeks ago um, we gave up Anton Morand, our 2017 second round pick, 60th overall, and a 2023 seventh round pick uh, for this guy. And he was drafted 2017 second round, 48th overall. So just slightly above uh, our guy Morand there. So basically just swapping second round picks from a few years ago. Morand hasn't played in the NHL. Volkov has. So that's kind of the the, the seventh round pick is the the balancing act, I guess. Saying, yeah. Hey, our guys just like that much better right now. So that's that's really all that is. But yeah, just to kind of even it out at that point. And I know some people are just saying like, oh, like a seventh round is just basically a like a throwaway type pick at this point. But you never know, right? There have been some it gems happens. that come out of the seventh round. So you know, as great as it is, and like we, you know, we got a player who's played in the NHL and is you know in three games looks decent for us, honestly. Uh, let's just hope that seventh rounder doesn't come to bite us in the ass. I yeah, no again, kidding. I highly doubt it, but there have been some some crazy guys. So like mm-hmm. uh, the one that comes to mind right now is Carter or not Carter Hart. Geez, uh, I guess the guy who was after him in uh, in Everett there with the silver tips, uh, Dustin Wolf. Uh, he was a seventh round. I think he was the last pick in the 2019 draft for the Calgary Flames, mm-hmm. and he is currently three shutouts away from the seat, like the Canadian Hockey League shutout record. And mm-hmm. is running like a nine sixty something save percentage in eight games. It's absolutely unreal. So yeah. again, that's also like a goaltender to a to a player. But like, yeah, just think of some of the late round picks that have just turned out mm-hmm. well. Yeah, right? I mean, the first so, one that comes to mind for me is Patrick Hornquist. Yeah, like, there you go. He, he played with Sidney Crosby for at least two seasons, maybe even three. Does he still? Yeah. No, he doesn't still play there. But no, he's in um, Florida now, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. But yeah, like he he was huge and just like clicked with him, and like he's still decent, like without Crosby too. Not not fantastic, but um, but better than you would expect a seventh round pick to be. So yeah, that's yeah. the first one that comes to mind for me. I know there's been a couple others too, but I'm actually just seeing. I'm just trying to find a list of like just notables. Um, Ryan Dezingle for the Ottawa Senators, I guess, was at 204 in 2011. Uh, Eric Halla. Yeah, I'm just taking a look at like the. It's uh, from the hockey writers here, the 10 best seventh round picks since 2005. Uh, Andreas Janssen is at number 10 here on this list. Yeah, 2013 at uh, 202nd overall. Um, 
Wasn't one of the yeah. big guys in Detroit, like like way back in the early 2000s, wasn't one of them a seventh round pick? Uh, or am I, I f- not? Oh, no, I, I, I feel like that is something. Um, yeah, another one here. Toronto again, but now playing with, uh, I think, St. Louis. Uh, Carl Gunnarsson uh, was 194th. Uh, just down the road, Jason Demers with the uh, San Jose Sharks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anton Strahlman. Um Oh, that's interesting. I didn't. Oh, that's really interesting, actually. Sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. Freddie Anderson was uh, actually tra- was actually drafted twice. He was originally drafted by the Carolina Hurricanes in 2010 in the seventh round before hmm. re-entering the draft after he wasn't signed within the two or three years, uh, re-entered the draft in 2012, went 87th to us, uh, the Ducks that time. Okay. So, um, um, yeah, I don't know who I was thinking yeah. of on the uh, in Detroit there, but Joe Pavelski was apparently a seventh-round pick. Yep, he was. I'm uh, just seeing also Andre, Andre Palat. Um, hold on, I think. Yeah, there's some good know. names, actually. It, well, like, once you get digging. I feel like I know that Detroit, I think I figured out who the Detroit guy is, but I could be totally wrong on this also. Okay. Double-checking before I say anything here. Mm-hmm. Oh, Andre Kasha and Christian Juice, a couple <laughs> former Ducks there as well. There you go. Um, okay, not quite seventh round, but, uh, Pavel Datsuk was a sixth round pick. Oh, okay. Near, yeah. near the I, end of the sixth round. See, I wanted to say Datsuk, but I didn't I didn't want to be wrong. I didn't want to sound stupid. <laughs> yeah, he was drafted in the sixth round, 26th, uh, in that 171st overall. So that might have been who you were thinking of because that's who Yeah, that's definitely who it was. For that. Yeah. But yeah, like even those later rounds can turn into somebody. So mm-hmm. again, I it's it's a lot more common for you know it just it kind of works out maybe a minor league player that sort of thing but every now and then you get a gem in there so it all yeah, depends exactly. on your all depends on your scouting really so yeah I, the, the list i was just looking at was like every player that had played in the oh, nhl yeah. and it, it there was 36 so it's really not that common considering every oh, okay, year yeah. you have 31 or well now 32 uh, yeah, it hasn't always been that but yeah, but, but still, like it's so it's not super common. But you never know. You you would hate to be the team that trades that pick away, and then it turns out to be turned into somebody. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, that that's a lot of uh, conversation on Volkov there. I think we got a lot to get out <laughs> this episode kinda, like, since it's been a week. From but, it and that's yeah. It, yep. <laughs> um. Let's uh let's talk about Sam Carrick because he hopped in on uh, I believe it was that second game against Arizona was his yeah. first one, and then he played. That San Jose one as well, man. He's looked good. Two fights already. Up here yeah, as well. exactly. <laughs> like I, yeah, to see him drop the gloves against San Jose, I'm like, he's going for it again. And yeah. like, I'm sure Nick Delorie is on the bench. Like, that's my job, dude. What are you doing? Yeah, but, like, <laughs> I don't like this guy. Also, Send him back down. <laughs> the character, like, not to say that Nick Delorie doesn't, because he did score against San Jose uh, last night. But mm-hmm. uh, Carrick also, I think, just has a little bit more skill to go along with that. I did like mm-hmm. when he came up last year. He's a He's still a promising player, I think, for us. And I sure. do like him in this lineup, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, right now, he's I think he's earning his spot because he's got a couple yeah. assists. I don't know if he has any goals yet. A couple fights um, that have been huge momentum 
um, I don't want to say mm-hmm. huge momentum swings. I guess that's maybe the wrong way of putting it, but it, it definitely hypes up the bench. And we, it definitely we worked out against San Jose, I would say, as well. And, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Did, did you see the image that I did share on the Quack Report Twitter there of like just how bloodied up he was after the fact? Just yeah. the, the visor came in and cut him. I think it was on his nose or something like that. So mm-hmm. it, to, to any Sharks fans talking, Carrick definitely won that fight. Like he was the guy who was on top at the end and laid a f- oh, yeah. good amount of good punches. There, there was some solid so, ones there, yeah. Yeah, any Sharks fan that is saying that uh, Veal won that fight, you're just flat out wrong. I'll just let you know that right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I I just love to you know like something that we have talked about throughout this season is like the effort, the heart, and that sort of thing. With two games, Connor Carrick and Volkov, even to that matter, I think mm-hmm. are showing the effort that we're trying to look for and that heart Definitely. that we're trying to look for, especially the heart for coming from Carrick, right? Like, yeah. With the two fights and everything like that, and. Mm-hmm scoring some points in the process. So Yeah, no, I, I think he was super effective in that San Jose game. Uh, just like in general, like their presence was effective because mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen that much um, offense from this team all season, except in yeah. that, that 5-1 win. Like our defense was a little meh. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It was just kind of meh. But the, the offense by was... John Gibson. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And uh, I think that... Um, yeah, just having their presence, like they, I think they just bring a little bit more skip to the lines they're on, and then it it shows like throughout the rest of the lineup too. Like I think that's the first night that I I saw everybody going, um, mm-hmm. like I said, all season long. Um, and and you also brought up John Gibson as well. Um, I, I think having him back for these last couple games really shows how much <laughs> we need him. Um, yeah, actually, it, it was just it was just last night's game. I think it was his first one back, wasn't it? Or did he play in nope. that? Uh, no, he played in both. The first one against Arizona was Stellars, and then the next two were uh, John Gibson. I'm just double-checking. I must have missed that then. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. I just really hope that um, – because, you know, he came back for the one game and then was gone again with another UBI upper body injury. Mm-hmm. I really hope that he didn't get rushed back. That's That's mm-hmm. my only thing right now. I'm happy to have him back and everything like that, but – if you're like rushing him back or that sort of thing, yep. even if you're not, and Gibson just says, I'm ready to play, honestly, this is maybe the time where you're like, you know what? Take the couple of extra days to be sure, right? Yeah. So, I again, we don't know. There, there really isn't a whole lot of transparency. With yeah, they're the pretty Ducks, quiet on, on everything there. So Yeah, which, which is kind of unfortunate because that's when you get fans on Twitter and everything like that just asking a bunch of questions and – you know, maybe there is actually a simple answer that makes sense to a lot of the decisions that get made, mm-hmm. or at least some decisions that get made. Mm-hmm. But um, just because you have no transparency whatsoever, though, that's where you get everybody being the skeptic, and uh, especially people like us, right, who are supposed to, you know, kind of talk about things, right? And it's like we got no answers as to why. So at least it makes it entertaining that we start being skeptical about things like that, like me mm-hmm. wondering if he got rushed or that sort of thing. But um, but again, if he didn't, though, they should have just told him to take the couple of extra days just to be sure. And that's when you take advantage of, you know, play Staylock a little bit more maybe, right? He looked mm-hmm. good, I thought, in the couple of games that he played. Um, actually, better than I expected him to, honestly. And that's not trying to be a knock on uh, Staylock. He just played really well, I thought. 
Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. And no, you know, he was very solid. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I said it on the last episode or I just kind of thought about it, but like, um, whenever he, you know, maybe made a bit of a blunder, he recovered on it really quickly. Right. And owned up mm-hmm. to it essentially just with his yeah. honest play. Um, but you also could have maybe given a couple games to Lucas Dostal, right? So yeah, it would have been really nice yeah, to I, see. There, there was definitely a development opportunity there, and so I really hope that they didn't rush him or that sort of thing, right? But um, again, that is just my thought on how it could be handled, handled or that sort of thing. But yeah. um, either way, though, you're happy to have him back. Uh, unfortunately, we're, <laughs> we're, I mean, everybody under every. every yeah. Wow, I cannot talk today. <laughs> Everybody knows this at this point. We aren't making the playoffs or making a push. Or it, it's like no that, secret. Right? Yeah. So I still like as much as Gibson's back. Maybe this is the time that you, yeah, like you were talking about. As as much as maybe some people may not like it, myself included, just with how he's played lately. Give Ryan Miller a couple more starts. Alex Daylock a couple more starts. Try to give Dossel a couple more starts. Right, just kind mm-hmm. of. Rest Gibson so that you don't run into an issue of he's tired next year, right? Yeah. And I know that sounds ridiculous because, you know, you have the whole offseason. There's not going to be playoffs or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have time to rest. But you do see it happen, right, where that's actually not enough time to fully recover from a season, uh, yeah. even if it is like a 56-game shortened one. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with, with his workload, it is actually quite a bit. Like it's yeah the same as what everybody else does in a regular season, essentially. So, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think the the Ducks do need to take this opportunity to see what they have in Lucas Dostal. Um, like mm-hmm. we have 16 games left in the season, and next year I, I don't think Ryan Miller's coming back. So uh, even if he does, like going into the offseason, we still have that question mark um, as to who will be the backup goaltender. Um, I mean, we do have Stellars as an option, but you, you can't rely on that entirely. What happens if someone goes down? You need to know what you have uh, as your third option and. Yeah, I mean, maybe Dostal takes that second option from Stellars, and Stellars becomes that third option again. Um, you never really know, but you don't. You, you need to figure that out, and we really only have 16 games left to do it. So, mm-hmm. um, as, the as ideal situation, this, honestly, yeah. would be four games to Gibson, four games to Miller, four to Stellars, and four to Dostal, and see who stands out in those four games. Not all at once, obviously, but spread out over the last 16. Yeah, as long as the season has maybe felt with the losing and that sort of stuff, it's also like, okay, we only have 16 games left. Jesus yeah, Christ, right. <laughs> the season went by fast. Uh, sorry, there was just something we were talking about there. I think we were talking about the Ryan Miller potentially not returning. There was something else that I came across mm-hmm. uh, just talking about Ryan Getzlaff. I'm trying oh, to find yeah. it here. That's why I've been looking down in that. I apologize. Mm-hmm. I have been listening and listening to you and everything like that. I'm just trying to – there was – yeah, some – I forget who the reporter was off the top of my head. If I find it, I'll I'll say it here. Um, I believe it was Frank Saravalli uh, had said though that it's sounding a lot more like Brian Getzlaff may retire after this season. Yeah. So. No, I heard that as well. Yeah. On, yeah. It, it was somebody right on was TSN. I want to say. I, I think so. It was someone on TSN. It was either him or Dreger. I, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember who it was though. Um. So yeah, if you do find it, then yeah, definitely I'm let us know. Try to take a look for it here. Um, um, Sarah, oh. I'm like, how do you spell Sarah Valley? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, if we if it is him, 
where is it here? Uh, yeah, on the uh, Sarah, yeah Sarah Volley on the DFO podcast. Uh, quote: I'm going to throw this at you. I wouldn't be totally shocked if Ryan Getzlaff retires after this season. So, okay. which I mean, we wouldn't be either. The guy's had a long career. He's yeah. got his cup and everything like that too, right? The guy's mm-hmm. won Olympic golds. Uh, pretty sure he has won like other just individual NHL awards as well. I don't remember what off the top of my head, but the guy's had a great career. Really, if he does come back for one more season, it's to reach the thousand point mark. Um, yeah, yeah exactly. but other than that, yeah, it it would make sense, honestly. So yeah, I wouldn't be shocked at all. So, yeah. um, and I don't think anyone really would be. It'd be nice no. to see him come back, but it's it's not expected, I guess, at this point. So yeah, and we um, do have young guys that are. I mean, we've talked about it all season. We have young mm-hmm. guys that are ready to take over, whether oh, it's going to sure. be a good team or not. We have young guys ready to go. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, you look at Ottawa; like they're a young team. Are all of their guys NHL ready? Probably not. Can they still compete in the NHL? Sort of. Are they going to be disgusting in a few years? Oh, yes. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> honestly, like I know we compare ourselves a lot to LA because they're also kind of going through a rebuild and a little bit ahead of us, but I think the better comparable is uh, the Ottawa Senators up, uh, up north here mm-hmm. because it's basically all young guys up there. I think... Um, I heard today that there was only one player left on the team from that 2017 cup run, which was four years ago. Yeah. So it's, they, uh, well, and I mean, even in two seasons, there was over half of that team gone. They cleared house. Yeah, dude. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, you look at the Ducks a few years ago too. There's very few players yeah. that are the same. I'd say Raquel Silverberg gets laugh, John Gibson, um, a few other depth guys are, are still kicking around, but it's, mm-hmm. it's mostly these young guys like we've gotten rid of Perry and Kessler and um which Corey Perry is still looking good as much as you know maybe the cap hit wasn't great yeah that was it's not looking good that we got rid of him actually but no yeah I mean at that the price he was at it's not great but you look at what he's doing in Montreal and what he did last year in Dallas like it'd be kind of nice to have him on this team it would be just at a lower cap hit than we had yeah um I'm sorry I'm just seeing in our I guess private chat but did i say something different than stellars you said stay lock about three times in a row oh my god so I'm, I so I correct, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry i'm so sorry i mix them up too it's yeah <laughs> especially because stay lock plays for the oilers so I, I i mix it up so like when you said stay lock i was like oh god now i have to look it up <laughs> <laughs> i yeah i apologize i am uh definitely a little bit tired so <laughs> yeah i can tell uh you had uh you had one more point here about these uh these last few games so I'll, I'll let you talk about that before we um before we take a break and move on um oh yeah just that yeah i thought this team honestly looked their best in a like in back-to-back games in quite a while right yes the one was an overtime loss but really it's just jacob chikrin who is the only offensive guy for arizona in that game right he scored the hat trick which unfortunately took like unfortunately put us under but um i thought just this was just kind of the as you know okay sorry i'm trying to figure out my thought here (laughs) as much as not everything was 100 percent together right just overall i guess if you were to kind of add up the score on you know goaltending defense offense and just individual play it's pretty i would say it's pretty close i'll give it like a solid b plus a minus over the last two yep. games, oh, yeah. right? Like it, it has actually looked decent, mm-hmm. which is nice. 
maybe it's because everybody's above them now that they just play up to them. I don't know what it is, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, but it did actually look decent. I thought the last two games, whether you know it's a loser that sort of thing. Like I would much rather lose if there's an effort there than just uh, yeah. for a complete lack of trying. And that's what I think was it's uh, what has frustrated us and other fans for most of this season is just mm-hmm. that lack of effort. And I know we've talked about it to death and that sort of thing, but I think we'd all much rather be like, Oh, like we got, we got close and at least it was a good game or mm-hmm. even have the ref screw us over in a game or two and blame it on that. But yeah, like, exactly. Just to completely <laughs> lose with no effort and that sort of stuff. It's, it, yeah. it's, it's worse to lose that way. I think. Yeah, no, I, I think since we've been doing this podcast, this has got to be the most, complete consecutive 120 minutes that the ducks have put together yeah i, I think like <laughs> which is horrible but <laughs> yeah like that that's a, its own problem but it's nice to yeah. talk about now that like man we put together two just solid games yeah one of them maybe didn't quite go the way we wanted um but i don't know we'll just uh lay some big hits on jacob chikrin next time we play him and that, then he'll yeah. think twice before scoring a hat trick against us <laughs> uh, and then of, stomping san jose yeah. is always nice too so I'm kind of curious. How many games did we play last season? 70-something. Let's just take a look here. Because I'm curious how many games we've talked about. Uh, um, yeah, good question. And, um, it's over 100 anyways. Yeah. Which is impressive in its own right. Yeah. I, I like to think anyway, but... <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, we're at 40 so far this season. And most yeah. teams got around 70 last season so um okay yeah let's uh i mean unless you have anything to add we can go to break and i can try to find it yeah sure yeah let's do that instead of just dragging us on (laughs) okay sure i'm cory grantra i'm richie suave flores and this is sporty with cory and richie suave on the hockey podcast network what did i just listen to oh this game this game is this game is just bullshit now oh my gosh I actually, they actually made me feel uncomfortable. What was it? Panty what? The game has gone to bullshit. Panty melting? Why do we record these during the middle of games? Oh, God. Be sure to listen to Corey and I every Monday. We are your go-to source for the Arizona Coyotes on the Hockey Podcast Network. Did you find 111 it? games. Okay. Yeah, I found it too, just, uh, yeah. just in case you weren't. <laughs> prepared <laughs> yeah 71 last season and 40 this season so far cool that's pretty good i'm proud of yeah. us yeah <laughs> and uh it only took 109 games for them to figure their shit out and put two <laughs> solid ones together <laughs> that, that are that are in a row at least in a row yeah yeah exactly yeah oh um, no i feel like i feel like when you first started there was there was like some good stre- stretches of games like two or three wins in a row, like right at the very, yeah, very beginning yeah, of, of season one. So Yeah, and then everything just fell off a cliff, and we're like, oh, boy. Yeah, we're All like, right, do we, we want to talk about the Ducks? And then we got here, and they're like, okay, this team's like actually kind of decent We <laughs> once you pay attention to them. And then, nope, they, they roped us in, and then they yep. crushed our dreams. So It's the ultimate catfish. <laughs> yeah, no shit, hey. <laughs> but on the bright side, though, we'll be able to say, I guess, that, uh, you know, when this team wins their next Stanley Cup, we've been here from the start. We we were here, started from the bottom. Now we're here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, right. exactly. Like <laughs> that, we were literally with this team at the lowest point, at, uh, at least talking about it and whatnot, yeah. and then you know take it all to the mm-hmm. to the top. So hope we get to get like a celebration episode, like the Tampa Bay guys did after uh, after Tampa oh, won the Cup last dude, year. And dude, if the Ducks win the Cup while we're doing this podcast, 
immediately I'm shotgunning three beers and hopping on uh, on a live stream. It's gonna oh, be a disaster. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It'll be great. Like I don't I, I don't care if I have a kid being born. Like in that moment, I'm like, sorry, I'll call you a cab. Like I got I got shit to do here. <laughs> call it a cab, not even like an Uber. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's whatever gets. I'll, I'll call both and whatever gets here faster. Like. <laughs> uh, just like I'll throw out an extra twenty bucks if you're here first. Yeah, <laughs> just have them race against each other. Yeah, I've hung a hundred dollar bill on my fence and called four cabs. <laughs> Whoever gets here first gets the hundred dollars. <laughs> that's the that's the equivalent of like the guys putting money on the whiteboard in the locker room and like, okay, whoever scores this many points tonight gets this money. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, I know we have a piece of news here that, we, that you really want to talk about, um, but I know that it's going to be long, so I want to get everything else out of the way first. <laughs> All right, sounds um, good. Upcoming games this week are uh, Friday and Sunday, uh, both against Colorado. First one in, on Friday is 7 p.m. Pacific time, and then a Sunday matinee at 3 p.m. Pacific, so you can catch it kind of just after the, uh, the Quack Report live stream, which will be noon on Sunday usually goes for a little over an hour so you got time to make yourself some lunch in there maybe make a trip to the liquor store for some cold ones before uh just plopping down in front of the couch yep um I okay i don't know how these i don't know how these games are gonna go honestly because like um, we play well against the avalanche but like yeah i, I just i i don't know i you never know with this team honestly <laughs> it's it's hard for me to to say that we're gonna put together another solid couple games here, like we're gonna have four solid games in a row. I, it's hard for me to bet on that because it's going against the trend. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think one of them will be good. I, I think the first one might be good. We're kind of riding a high. Um, maybe after we get shat on by Colorado, <laughs> the Sunday one won't be as come uh, down to as good. Yeah, I don't know. Is Grubauer um, healthy? That's, a, uh, that's a, always a big thing as, for as them. far as I'm aware. Like I'm taking a look right now, and it does have Grubauer on the on the uh, scouting report. So, okay, so yeah, he's he would be in them. So yeah, yeah maybe it won't go as well. Um, I don't know. I know Colorado's playing tonight, so maybe if something happens to Glasgow and Grubauer, then we'll see Niska <laughs> in net for a couple games. But um, but if not, then it's probably not going to be good. I'm taking a look at Colorado's record right now of 26, 8, and 4. And I'm kind of wondering now what Griffin is complaining about. You haven't even lost 10 in regulation, buddy. Come at me when you haven't even won 13 in regulation. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess when you're expecting to win every night, it's a letdown when you don't. Um, But when you're just just expecting to lose every night, then it doesn't matter. But like if if you're going based off of like strictly wins and losses, so like if your overtime loss counted as a loss, Right, you're. They're still twenty six and twelve. Yeah, they're I mean, still twice. They have twice as no more than twice as many wins mm-hmm. as they do losses. Yeah. Griffin, what are you complaining about, buddy? <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I, I I'm gonna check my my stats here before I really get into it. But <laughs> we've only really talked to him when the Ducks and the Avs have played, and so far, uh, Ducks have won one, two, I guess two of the six meetings. Um, but we always seem to talk to him after the Ducks like win, and when when you're the Colorado Avalanche, you don't expect to lose <laughs> to the Anaheim Ducks. I mean, <laughs> at least fair this enough. season. But so. like, he's, but he would also talk about just other things going on with the team, and I'm like, taking mm-hmm. a look at the record, and I'm like, okay, maybe it's not that bad actually. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. I feel like they've really picked it up 
in the last few games yeah. and it wasn't as good say a month a little ago. bit a little so, bit ago yeah yeah but still what uh, are you complaining about griffin <laughs> yeah Co- yeah colorado is currently sitting first in the in the league right or not in the league sorry in the division right now mm-hmm. uh in the league though oh no actually they are sitting first in the league right now what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh wait actually <laughs> yeah they are they're oh, uh, man they're tied with points for florida but colorado has two games in hand on florida so okay. we, again we, i ask griffin what do you have to complain about right now? <laughs> we, we need to talk about that for a second because we, we Florida being second in the division is insane. Or second in the league, sorry. Yeah, it's good. And Carolina in third, Toronto in fourth, Tampa Bay in fifth. Yeah, it's insane, dude. That's decent. This is an interesting year. I like it. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think Florida was just a year. Everybody was behind Florida, I guess, just a year, basically, because I know there was a lot of people saying that Florida would be really good last year. And, mm-hmm. you know, Bobrovsky didn't have a great year and the team kind of flopped a little bit. But yeah. as I was talking about during like our season preview as well, Bobrovsky will have an off year. But the next year is oh, I, actually I, it's not even Bobrovsky this year. Actually, he was doing anything. Mm-hmm. OK, so there's my argument out the window. Yeah, well, but, I mean, uh, <laughs> he has been good. He has been good since. Like yeah, in the last, true. say, like 10, 15 games, he's been pretty Yeah, it has, it has been better. But just Florida in itself has kind of picked it up a little bit. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, I mean, like it's it's nice that they'll be able to stay in Sunrise for another five years. But like, <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, cool. who, who knows? They might pack a stadium next year. It's hard to say. Yeah, you never know. Actually, that reminds me. We uh, the Ducks are opening their arena Ooh. for a few games. Yes. that's uh, we've got to talk about that. What is it? The, their last five home games you can get tickets I for? Believe it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I mean, if you're like if you're in the Orange County area and you are a season ticket holder, I believe you get first priority for mm-hmm. um, for tickets here. I uh, let me pull it up. I, was like, I totally forgot about that until now. So I'll be the the good angel on your shoulder. If you are gonna go, just please be safe, right? So yeah, don't, don't yeah, be a dick. Course. Don't be an idiot. Follow just, the rules. Just, yeah, follow the rules. Play all safe. Fun stuff. So, and, and enjoy the game and allow others to enjoy it as well, right? So, mm-hmm. um, But also, if you do go to the game, be sure to send us any pictures or that sort of thing. Oh, we'll gladly yeah. share them and everything like that. So we, uh, I mean, we may not be down there in Orange County, but we want to be there, honestly, just as bad as everybody else does. So I think it would be... It'd be fun. So, yeah, I uh, I, I think can't when find thing, the. I think when things open up here, I think the next like the first Anaheim game that they play in Calgary, we have to we have to go. Oh, for sure, for sure. So that's that's not even a question. Yeah. I guess I'll just have to get a jersey that's like stitched together half and half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, "Oh, do you have a do you have kids on on the team?" And you'll be like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> did I ever get? Did I ever tell you that story of when I got asked if I had kids on like a Tyke team one time? I think so, but I don't think you've think told so? it on the podcast, so you can tell so, it again. Yeah, so I was helping uh, yeah, a Tyke team for lacrosse. So it was like five and six, no, five to eight-year-olds. And uh, so I play goalie for that, and I go and help out and everything like that. And there's one kid who had never been goalie, and their kid who was supposed to play goalie, goalie that day didn't show up. And uh, so I was like, okay, well, like, yeah, just like one mom had said, oh, my kid wants to try it, and like okay well i can like i can help get the gear on and everything like that and like I, I know what i'm doing and so we're in there getting this kid's gear on and everything like that it's just the mom the kid and i and the the mom goes oh so do you have a kid on the team and i'm just like i sure as hell hope not 
And I was like, like at the time, I was like, I'm I'm 21 years old. And she's like, Oh, I yeah, I thought you were older actually. So I'm like, Oh, I guess the beard does add age. So. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. the wrinkles and the gray hair. And- yeah, exactly. All of it. I think I actually Everything. have had a gray hair. I, yeah, I it's had one. Good. I had one a couple months ago, and. Yeah, uh, it was a sad day. <laughs> I remember getting asked one time if I used just for men in my beard, <laughs> just because it's like it is. It is quite a bit darker than my than my hair yeah. is. So, and mm-hmm. it's like it's a sudden jump as well. Yeah, um, like you can just pick it out in the line, and I don't know why or anything like that. But yeah, it's what yeah. somebody asked me if I if I use just for men in my beard. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you? No, I don't. Okay. It's it's all natural. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> okay. Um let's uh let's bring it back in. Uh finish off the podcast here with the news of uh Zegris being sent down to San Diego. And this is not the April Fools joke that we posted <laughs> and got a few people with. This is like actually legit news that happened a few days after April okay, Fools. Okay, first of all, I was actually impressed with how many people I got with that joke. Yeah. But also good. just goes to show you I think just in general, how how little faith people have in this management and how mismanaged this team has been. And, but yeah, sure enough, it was, yeah, like two days later, three days later, whatever it was, uh, Zegris actually was sent down to the uh, San Diego Gulls again after in the game or a game. Oh my God. A day after he did score against Arizona in that first game. And, uh, there was actually a bit of transparency that happened, which but is good. With with some other stuff that came out though, in regards to basically them trying to push off like a year of his unrestricted free agency, I don't know how much I buy this. Honestly, I feel like it's a lot of smoke, mirrors, and bullshit. Um, so this is a quote from uh, Executive Vice President and General Manager Bob Murray. He said. Our goal was to help Trevor transition more smoothly into the NHL, so we started him out on the wing. He's ahead of our scheduled progression, and as a result, we are moving him to center ice effective immediately. He will need some experience in the AHL first, but our expectation is that he will will be back with us in the near future and play center for the Ducks for years to come. End quote. I I can kind of see, I guess, the scheduled progression thing mm-hmm. in a way but it makes sense you want to have a plan with your young guys yeah right? it's a, it, like it does make sense but also at the same time you know zegris is a natural center and if you know that and that's where you wanted him to be and everything like that i understand if you maybe give him five games six games on the wing as like that trial give him that taste and that sort of stuff but why play him so many that it also comes out that you're trying to hold off basically a year of his UFA and everything like that and then come out with this. Like if if that stuff about his UFA didn't come out, this is a lot more believable to me. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, there actually was something in play. But because that other stuff came out, that's why I don't overly believe this. Yeah, right? no, that's fair. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm sure that there was some sort of plan like, okay, let's get him just just get him up here. There's not mm-hmm. really room for him at center. We'll, we'll throw him on the wing. It'll be fine. Um, yeah. And then my guess is that a lot of this send, like the reason, the actual reason they're sending him down is that Getzlaff went to Bob Murray and was like, I'm retiring at the end of this season. 
heads up because you might want to find another number yeah. one center. <laughs> um, and, and it's uh, like, we okay, well, we've got do, one, so let's we, make sure yeah. this guy can play center. <laughs> so I think that might be a part of it, and that's maybe the reason we got like this specific yet also vague uh, reason for for so the schedule might down. not even be Zegris ahead of it. It's everything else, like the rest of their quote unquote plan is. Ahead of schedule, if yeah, say Geslav did go. See again, we're, we were talking M- about maybe. transparency <laughs> earlier and how there's not a whole lot that's said or conveyed. So again, we're speculating here, right? Did Ryan Geslav go and say, "Hey, I'm going to be retiring at the end of this season," and so it's like, "Oh shit, we do actually need a guy right away here, and we don't have enough to be able to do something at the trade deadline for something decent," right? Yeah, but. Okay, so if this is the case, though, and this whole plan actually is legitimate, knowing that he's a natural center, again, play him a couple games on the wing, like the five or six, give him the taste of the NHL, but then you send him back down, I think, and actually play him in the AHL, get him used to those first-line center-type minutes and that style of play, then when he's ready, bring him up. That just, I don't know, that makes more sense to me. I I feel like i got to be missing something here. Like just in terms of their thought process or something like that, because it still doesn't make sense to me. Even if you get rid of the idea that it was kind of the bullshit or whatever of like the UFA and all that kind of stuff, right? It still doesn't Mm -hmm. quite make sense to me as to why this is the approach that you take of playing him almost, what, 20 games? And then being like, oh, okay, now we're going to send him back down after he's played like almost half of this season. And he took so long to bring him up in the first place. Yeah. Right. Like is something's not adding up to me here. And again, the transparency thing, and that's where you get this spec this type of speculation, right? Because we hear nothing from this team. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, it just kinda it kind of makes me wonder. I feel like there's something going on. This is kind of a cover up, whether it's the UFA thing, whether it's you know, our speculation there that you just had of uh Ryan Getzlaff and hey, we do need another center here right away, which you know, like we do have guys that can play center and Henry couldn't like can play first line center. He has, yeah. Um, but yeah, how are you going to fill out kind of the rest? I think if you move Henrique up, then you're looking for a center like a second line guy, and that's what Zegers could be next season, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I, I don't know. I feel like it still makes more sense, and you can you can tell me otherwise if I'm kind of off the rocker here. But it makes more sense, I think, just to have had him play more time in the AHL and getting used to that idea instead of okay, here's the wing for twenty games in the nhl along with in the a now we're going to send you back you're going to replace somebody down there in center and yeah up in the near future what does that mean exactly like does that mean next season near future because we only have 16 games left that's technically near future yeah or is it going to be like yeah you're going to go down for three games and then you're going to be back here right like and is that uh, rushing it or that sort of thing right is it gonna is gonna become another case of dallas egan's uh, you know, kind of being skeptical, like not not skeptical, I guess, but overly protective. The kind of the helicopter parent of like, oh, okay, yeah, you played a good amount of first or of uh, center minutes there, and we're gonna sit you now on this back to back again, and, or even just like sit him out for the multiple games that they did at one point, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I just I don't want that kind of stuff happening. Just put him somewhere, tell him what to do, and do it, right? Both both him and the team. So yeah, I. Yeah, I really don't know what to or like what's all going on. I 
I, I'm glad that they're sending him down to work um, a little bit more on on center and just offense in general because um, he's been fine. He just hasn't found the back of the net, which is uh, just that missing piece. Everything else about his game has been fine. And uh, he just doesn't have me- that scoring touch up in the NHL mm-hmm. yet. So is it maybe because he's on the wing because he's normally a center? Potentially, yeah. All of his good chances seem to come from the middle of the ice or mm. from, you know, making a play down behind the net or like back, like in, in positions where a center usually plays. In his Not, natural positions, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, has he been playing center all along? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but just, you know, he starts the face off on the wing. Okay, we're not going to have you take face offs, but you're going to play as a centerman. I and mean, I'm sure if that's the case, he's probably just like sitting in the office, just the fuck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he's probably confused as just the re- like as the rest of us. Yeah, but but we've had quite a few injuries recently. Like, c- kind of, I think if you did have that five or six games up before sending him down, like yeah. right before, I think you would normally send him down. We had quite a few injuries pop up, so maybe that is why they they kept him around a little bit longer than um, I don't I don't want to say necessary longer than usual, longer than. You might expect if they had a yeah. plan of getting him up for five games or whatever. But also, um, like almost twenty games or twenty games, something like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check the actual number here. But yeah, I think it was pretty close to that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think we'll see him beginning of next season. I think he'll play the rest of the season down in the AHL, barring any like large number of injuries. Hopefully not. But that makes uh, sense. Uh, Zegers played seventeen games up. Seventeen. So yeah, okay. almost twenty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you know he just works on everything. He he knows what it takes to play in the NHL now. He's going to work on that in the AHL. Probably score three points a night down there, mm-hmm. um, and then show up at camp next season, uh, impress, and that will kind of dictate where he is in the lineup. Whether it's uh, third line center role, second line center role, maybe first line wing. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think just having him specifically work um, on like being a winger and then like in the NHL and then being a center in the AHL and then being able to be like, okay, now we have options with this guy. We've Mm -hmm. developed him just as like a well-rounded forward. Where can we use him best? So, so just an update with those injuries right now, we have three guys on injured reserve. That's Ricard Raquel, Sonny Milano and Sam Steele. And on, Oh, geez, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) And on a long-term injured reserve, uh, we'll take Ryan Kessler out of the equation. We know that's just mm-hmm. basically to get rid of the money. Uh, but we have Hampus Lindholm and Carter Brownie as well. So we have five guys that are normals, I guess, out of the lineup right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. It's um, so it's it's kind of shitty situation because those yeah. are all guys that were producing for us as well. But um, I mean, I oh, think we did sorry. get to see Carrick that way as yeah. well, and hopefully some other guys. Uh, we'll speaking of. Speaking of Carrick, though, uh, he is currently listed on the taxi squad right now. Oh, interesting. Yeah, a little bit. Hey, you're going to come up here. You're going to do some fights. You're going to put up some points. You're going to look really good. Eh, See ya. I feel like the mismanagement of this team again. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't even want to talk about that. You're playing good? (laughs) See you later, buddy. We're in tank mode. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's just like Buffalo oh. from a few years ago. Hey, dude, it's Buffalo this year, but at least this year they were kind of yeah. trying, and they just yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. As Buffalo whole, hasn't Buffalo gotten points in like four of their last six or something? Or the last yeah, they haven't been the worst team. They haven't been the worst team since like mid March. It's impressive, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. 
Um, um, I'm just going to look at the standings here quick. Uh, we are actually not 30th spot anymore. We have moved up to 29th. Hey, that's good. Uh, we are one point ahead of the Ottawa Senators. Nice. Uh, but like we that. are seven points ahead of the Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo also has two games in hand. So it is a... Okay. Uh, is currently a fight for the uh, best, <laughs> best chances at the number one pick. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. Any anything else you want to add, Ducks or NHL wise? Do you want to talk about the trade that happened this afternoon? Um, yeah, I guess the, that just did happen recently. Hey? It, it kind of um, sets the tone for what the Ducks can expect. Maybe um, yeah, I'll just go off yeah. the top of my head here, but it was um, Palmieri. Yeah, I, got, and, I have it right here, actually. Oh, perfect. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac were traded to the New York Islanders uh, from the New Jersey Devils in exchange for prospects AJ Greer and Manson Jost, Jost, Jobst, something like that, J-O-B-S-T. Uh, a first-round pick in this upcoming 2021 NHL draft and a conditional fourth-round pick in the 2022 draft. Uh, Palmieri and Zajac both can become UFAs after this season. Um, yeah, when Palmieri got sat out a couple nights ago, I was trying to keep a, an eye on my phone, actually, even though mm-hmm. I was kind of taking the time off. Yeah. Because I do remember there was some, I don't know if it was just speculation or there was some legitimate tie with uh, him potentially coming to Anaheim again. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Or just coming to Anaheim. So I was trying to keep a lookout for that and i was like okay maybe like we actually do something you know kind of take on another contract but it does make sense now that he's a that he's a ufa we wouldn't be taking that but yeah um, yeah exactly if we if we did take it say to get another first round pick this year and that sort mm-hmm. of thing but then again new jersey is also not doing uh too hot currently they are sitting 27th so just two spots ahead of us mm-hmm. um but uh yeah, whereas the Islanders are sitting in seventh league-wise, so yeah, they're having a good season. So I, I think Pal- Palmieri and Zajac will be huge for them, but that's a steep price for a couple of rentals, essentially. It is, but I think I feel like New York, if they're giving up their first round for this year, right? They're they're feeling good about mm-hmm. it because you don't you don't trade that pick lightly. No, no, right? you don't. So if if you think that those two guys, even if they're just rentals, right? If they if you think they bring a decent amount of an opportunity to, you know, get you deep when you Stanley Cup, I think you go for it, honestly. So yeah, but that there wasn't is, just the first round pick though; like it was a fourth and two prospects. And I, I've, like I said, yeah. I've heard um, AJ Greer's name before, so he's got to be okay if I've at least heard his name. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I mean, it's been a. I mean, we talk about how rough of a rebuild it's been here or a partial whatever the hell you want to call it mm-hmm. um it's been rough going in new jersey as well right of like they had to rebuild the rebuild because it was just that horrible so yeah yeah true um i mean i, I think it helps out both sides and and maybe paul mary and zay jack have kind of unofficially said hey i might be willing to resign if the price is right like i might not just be yep. a rental so yeah exactly. uh, it could be could be a little bit more going on that we just Take, don't know about yet. Yeah, but. taking a look at this from an outside perspective, this does actually just look like a good hockey deal, honestly. So, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. like you said, it does benefit benefit Jesus. But what did I say? Benefit? <laughs> I, I don't even know. <laughs> that sounds like a prescription drug. Um, <laughs> make sure to get, yeah, benefit. Please go see your doctor about it. 
or however <laughs> the, the lines go, you know. Um, but yeah, it does like benefit both sides for sure, right? Like it, it helps that New Jersey rebuild a little bit. You get some decent picks, I'd say. And I, I'm kind of curious what the condition is on that fourth for the year after. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, New Jersey would have, I think, two first like first round picks this season. I got to double check on cap friendly. And, Probably, uh, yeah. I can't see him getting rid of their one. And a couple prospects out of it. Yeah, The Islanders are going for it this year as honestly rightly they should yeah um, yeah they've looked good in the playoffs the last couple of years so i think yeah, and this might be the boost they need to make a deeper run for and sure. it's not like there's not really money getting moved around or anything mm-hmm. like that like obviously there is i guess going to the islanders but it's not like a okay i'll take on this cash for this or that sort of thing right so yeah but i, I think this trade sets uh just to tie it back to the docks i think it sets a pretty um, good precedent for them if you know it's yeah. basically a rental or yeah a rental gets you a first overall pick essentially mm. then another one gets you you know maybe a fourth and a couple prospects like we yeah. we could get a, a decent level prospect in a first or second round based off of some whoever we might give up yeah it looks so, good uh taking a look here so in the first round new jersey has their own pick and the islanders Mm-hmm. Their second round, they have the Islanders again. <laughs> <laughs> um, third round, they have their own and Arizona's. Fourth, they have just their own. Fifth round, they have Buffalo's, which Buffalo kind of needed that. I wonder where that one came from, actually. Let's take a look. I don't know. Um, oh, that was... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> As I was saying, <laughs> uh, okay, that was from the uh, the Wayne Simmons trade, uh, Buffalo oh, yeah. and New Jersey. Uh, Buffalo, uh, yeah, got Wayne Simmons at fifty percent retained salary as well. So, um, hmm. okay, but there was there was conditions on it. So the conditions were if Simmons plays in ten regular season games that season. Uh, and Buffalo qualifies for the 2020 playoffs. The selection upgrades to a 2021 fourth round pick. The result was the condition was not met, and New Jersey received the fifth over the fifth round pick. Hmm. Um, I think he didn't play the 10 games because COVID happened. So yeah, they probably would have prorated that, but I don't think Buffalo made the playoffs either. So. No, they didn't. So either, either uh, way, it doesn't matter. But, but yeah, so they have. That they have their own sixth and Arizona's seventh. They have, yeah, two picks next year. They have two of the Islanders and two of the Coyotes picks. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I mean, hmm. you can see where they uh, they like to trade, but yeah, apparently they don't play too far with their future. Because twenty twenty three, they have all of their own picks. They have nobody else's. Hmm. So it's interesting. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think now that the first trade has happened, the, the first domino has fallen, as they like to say, we'll uh, hopefully see some moves from the Ducks. Hopefully nothing too outrageous, but mm-hmm. I think we'll definitely see something happen in the next, um, well, week. I mean, trade less than a week. Trade deadline is Monday, so. Yeah, trade deadline. We have four days left. So Cap Friendly yeah. has, a, uh, has a tracker on it on their front page. Oh, yeah. uh, 
at the time of recording, it is 6.55 Pacific. Uh, we have four days, 17 hours, four minutes, and one second. <laughs> All right. Sweet. Oh, um, no, it's 17 or four days, 17 hours, three minutes, 54 seconds. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, wait, now it's no I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just going to end the recording if you were going to keep doing that. So I'm glad you stopped. Um, yeah, I guess let's get into what's quacking to wrap up uh, today's episode then. If you're ready. Yeah, I'm just okay. waiting for the ducks. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I have no idea. Uh, all right, so we got uh, Jordan the Stallion here. If you're if you're on TikTok, even if you're not though, I mean, okay, one, you should follow us on TikTok at Crack Report Pod. Pod. Let's go. And uh, but you can follow us. And you should also follow Jordan the Stallion Eight because he's just a funny guy to listen to. Like, not that he talks funny or anything like that, but he just he has good stories and just the way he tells it and everything like that. And uh, so you say a lot of stuff on TikTok that, you know, somebody will ask a question and then somebody will reply with their answer essentially. And um, yeah, so this was a, a pretty good one. I thought it was, this one was like, what's the situation you got yourself into or something like that, that, you know, you try to help others avoid now. So uh, yeah, take a listen here. What's a mistake you learned the hard way that you can now help people to avoid? If your coworkers watch podcasts, don't try to have conversations with them during lunch rush, right? Today, we had a crazy lunch rush. I'm over here making fucking chicken. I'm smacking beanbags. I'm trying to get rice going. I'm, I'm in the zone, right? I see one of my coworkers. They're just staring off into the distance, right? I come up. I'm like, hey, are you good? Because it's game time. We got to make the burritos, right? And he was like, you know, humans have two lives. I was like, what? Fucking, I stopped what I was doing. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, we don't start our second life until we realize we only have one life to live. And I'm like, it's fucking Saturday. I want to go home. I bought Uncrustables. Can we, can we go? And he was like, yeah. Also, how did we start a first language if we didn't have a language to start with in the first place? And I'm like, who are you, right? And he's like, do you like podcasts? We didn't get out of work on time. <laughs> <laughs> so if you listen to our podcast and you're that guy, I guess, you're probably going like, so why does Trevor or why did Trevor Zegers actually get sent down? Is it because Ryan Gutzlaff is retiring this season? <laughs> I think it's because Bob Murray hates puppies. That's why. That's my that my sense. big brain he, conspiracy he hates, theory. He hates puppies. He hates kittens. He hates little cute bunnies. He's. He, I, I'm sure he was fucking just just ready to go with Easter, especially. Oh, and, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So speaking of animals, speaking of Easter, man, I should have, I, if this was just like fully video, I guess like we, we have our video in that, but the video is the best part of it because at uh, like on my street. So we just had like this knock on the door and we're like, we aren't expecting anybody. We open it up and it's the little uh, neighbor girl. She's maybe like, or something like that uh, absolutely adorable anyway she's like there's a surprise coming down the street and Nora's like oh there's a surprise and her mom's like yeah like there's there's something coming down so be sure to come check it out and we're like okay sure why not and so this minivan kind of pulls down like in front of their house she's like two doors down out comes the easter bunny so we're like oh okay it's the easter bunny and then a fucking alpaca comes out of the back of the minivan <laughs> 
The Easter alpaca. Oh, yes, my favorite. <laughs> I was just like, there's no fucking alpaca in the middle of the street right now. <laughs> Did it just take like a massive shit on someone's lawn and then a bunch of kids with baskets started picking it up? <laughs> I don't think it did, but I was just like, there's just an alpaca there. He's just chilling. All right, then. <laughs> did, did the Easter bunny and the alpaca fight? Like what was going on? There? Like I would have <laughs> loved to see that. But it was funny though because like I think it was like a, it must have been like a baby alpaca or I don't have any knowledge of how alpaca, how big alpacas get i thought they're like bigger like llamas or something like that but uh this alpaca was like the same height as this little four-year-old girl so like not very i'd big, say that's actually. a baby it's, yeah yeah it had <laughs> I, to be a baby but i don't know how big they get but they definitely get bigger than a four-year-old <laughs> so could you ride it like could you ride the alpaca oh the neighbor did joke for my dad to go ride it, and i'm like he'd probably break the thing <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Oh. But yeah, so we had the Easter alpaca stop by our street this year. So it was uh, definitely interesting to say the least. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You sent me that video and I had a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I did. I still don't have them answered. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I just never know. It'll just be the legend of the Easter alpaca. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Lock your doors, kids. The Easter alpaca is coming for you. <laughs> he's going to poke his head. just like, what are you doing in there? What are you doing? You got, you got some Easter eggs? I, I know the Easter bunny. Hey, <laughs> he's just like name dropping. Yeah, I know the Easter bunny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those chocolate eggs. Yeah. He buys them at Walmart just like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> me, I got, I got fresh ones for you. <laughs> Here, let me just, let me just squat and I'll put them on your lawn. <laughs> Even spit on them for you to keep them warm. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! Okay, well, I think we're done here. That's yeah, a good so. place to end it. Nate, where can they, uh, where can they ask you more questions about the Easter alpaca? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Tate Namas, T A T E N H O M A S. Yeah, and you can also interact with him on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Quack Report Pod. You can follow myself at Carter underscore Potts, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97 on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the network at HockeyPodNet. And I think that's about it. Oh, go to DraftKings, use promo code THPN at sign up, and we will see you guys Sunday. Sunday.